Welcome, welcome, welcome one more time to Hola Esh. One more time here, guys. So, winter is here, snow. What a beautiful view we have here in Luxembourg. It was an amazing weekend that we have. When we talk about personal trainers, we don't know what to say. How many are there? Which one is good or not? Today, I will bring you Tommy Alvarez. He was my volleyball coach back in the years when I was playing in Spain, but then he became one of the, for me, one of the greatest personal coach that I know. He's so professional, he studied a lot. And today we will talk about some tips that you might take care of when you are going to choose a personal trainer. So no more to say and I hope you love this episode. See ya. In the beginning. Hola. What's going on? Salud. Hi. Hello. With us, Tommy Alvarez. It's a pleasure for me, Tommy, to have you here. Hey, thank you. How are you? It's a pleasure to me to have you to, to be here with you. <laughs> so, uh, just to to mention about Tommy, I think we met long time ago. I think around 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe maybe 2005, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was my volleyball coach when I was playing in Spain. The name of the club was Compactuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great memories, huh? Yeah, Compactuna was the, the commercial uh, name, actually. It was a club volleyball vecindary or volleyball. But yeah, you're right. In those years, Compactuna was uh, our main sponsor. All right. In 2005, yeah. Okay, Tommy, what I know about you is you were a volleyball coach. For me, a good one. Uh, could you tell us how you begin in volleyball war as a coach? Yeah, uh, all my life, Juan Carlos has been related with volleyball. I started to play ten when I was 10. I wasn't, I, I had good skills, but you know me, I'm short. I'm not like you. I, I knew I, I wasn't, I, I won't be a performer, high performance player. So I was thinking as a coach always during all my life. And I reached uh, Superliga in Spain, but it was uh, just like, a, I wasn't in the six. I, I was on the bench and I was always looking at the other teams. Like I was prepared to be a coach already. So, I was assistant coach for the main team in the island. After that, the club disappeared. And then a friend of mine that you know was the president, Paco, and me, we created the, the, the club in Vecindario. And that was, uh, that was the start of my career as a, a head coach in the, in the high, highest level in Spain. After, well, in those years, we have a lot of players, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Among these players, it was uh, you, my good setter from Venezuela. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's my life. I mean, I've been coached. 
I've been coaching young kids and then I coach uh, pro players as well. All right. Tommy, was it for you, uh, because it sounds like you were preparing for that, once you, you get there, was it for you uh, a pleasure to coach or was something that you didn't expect? Uh, you enjoyed that part of your life or for you was just a hobby? No, not at all. I mean, volleyball is always a pleasure. And you know what I mean, because you've been a pro player, you've been in the Olympics, you're the perfect example. But uh, it was always my passion. I'm, I'm talking in a, in a past tense. I mean, it, it was my passion until it wasn't my passion anymore, until I got empty. That was in 2011. But while I was doing volleyball, I always knew I was doing a 100% job, a professional job, and I really liked it. Now, another th other thing is, uh, did I deal good with the pressure, with the stress around the club? No, not always. Not always. Was, was I happy all the time? No, not always. But did I have passion? Yeah, almost always I had passion. And what happened then? Because I know uh, what I could see from outside. Uh, I know you were in the Colombia national team. So it means you are doing good. Uh, and everybody, when, when you are doing good or bad in volleyball, it's a small community and everybody talks each other and everybody say, yeah, he's doing well. He's getting ready to be one of the top coaches in Spain or in Europe. But I, I don't know now that you are telling me that I know better, but I didn't know what happened then when you felt empty. Yeah, you're right. In 2006, uh, I received a call from Colombia. First, the first year was the national team. And I think uh, uh, I saw you in those games. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we were in Cartagena de Indias in Colombia. You were playing with your, with your country and uh, I was assisting coach to Colombia. And then the next year I came back to Colombia, but to coach a team. And we were the champions of the Republic of Colombia. And the other summer I was assisting coach of Spain and I was in the World League. And we even played the qualifying for the Olympics of 2008. Wow. Sadly, we, we fell, so we didn't get qualified. What happened, Juan Carlos, is uh, in the season 2010-2011 was my last season. We ran the King's Cup in Spain, but uh, I knew something was going on. I mean, what I was coaching those years when you were at the team, I always felt ready to do this. But uh, in the following years, I started to think, what is going to what am I going to do with my life? Because I think this is going to have an end road. And I remember going to the parking lot of the, of the arena and be quiet for five minutes and try to be ready to coach my players because you've been a, you've been a player and you know when the coach is, is not feeling the same thing mm -hmm. that you feel. So... I was empty. I was empty. I mean, I wasn't. I was ready to, to do a a change in my life. I didn't know what I'm gonna do, but in in that moment, I knew volleyball. Uh, I always say 
I left volleyball and a good coach and a good friend of mine said, no, Tommy, volleyball left you, (laughs) (laughs) which is a good thing. But uh, that was what happened, basically. I'm pretty sure about it because I, I had that impression. I was pretty young at that time. It was one of the first club that I played. And I came back full of knowledge of new things that you told me. You gave me some good tools. And I could see, after all, I could see your passion about volleyball. So what was your age in that time? Because uh, feeling empty in some ages, you could say, yeah, I'm still young. I could do this and that. But how old were you in that time? I was 43, Juan Carlos. And I had my degree of, of being even working as a teacher eventually during those years in volleyball. But not, I mean... When, when we moved down from the Superliga, I had to do a, pa- a, a side job. But 80% of the time, I was professional, always uh, making money from volleyball. When I decided to quit, I was 43. And with two kids, you can imagine how mentally hard it is to do that and say, wow. what am I going to do, right? <laughs> but wow. but you, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, wow. soon... Wow. Um, I'm, I don't want to lie to you. My last two months of volleyball, I start to coach privately. My first client as a personal trainer was a, a friend of mine. He's, he's from LA, from Los Angeles in the United States. And he values a personal trainer like they value in, in America in, in those years. So I was training one client. And when I decided to quit and I talked to the president, I said, I'm leaving. He couldn't hit you got to see his face because he, he couldn't imagine that I was leaving. I said, I'm leaving. He said, what are you going to do? I, said, I don't know. I'm going to do something for my life that fools <laughs> me again. This is it's empty to me. I, I can be lying to you. I can be lying to the next players and I can be lying to myself. So I look at the mirror and I said, who are you? You're Tommy. You've been in dress, in a sports dress since you were 10. You have passion to train people. Why don't you transfer that passion to normal average people, to, to normal population, general population. But I was 43. That's, that's your, that was your, your question. And yes, I feel the stress. Yes, a lot. <laughs> wow, wow. I could, I could imagine how stressed you could feel because starting at that age, another career is, is kind of hard. And sometimes when you are, I don't know, 30 or you are 25, you say, yeah, but I'm, I'm getting old. But I think it's, it's, every time is the right time when you face a challenge and you are completely full yeah. about it. You are completely honest with yourself and you say, yes, I'm going for it. There is no, there is no doubt to, to follow your, your dreams, your, your instincts. That's right. It's, like, it's, it's more like a surviving, sur- surviving kid. I mean, I had to do something and I had to do something that makes me happy. I'm not... I mean, Juan Carlos, to be honest with you, when I used to be a volleyball coach, sometimes I would make more money giving phys- physical education uh, classes, like the, in high schools, much more money. But I, I, don't, I don't believe money is happening. So I followed volleyball because I felt the passion. I didn't feel like it was a job. And to, nowadays, I don't feel like I'm making a job. I'm a personal trainer. I'm doing well in all the senses you can imagine. And I feel like this is great. So I was 43 when I quit volleyball. Some people say, would you regret and start as a personal trainer before? Sometimes I doubt it. 
but no, but my decision is no because volleyball taught me who I am today. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, yes, definitely. Yes. So talking about now your your new passion, yeah, which is it was your passion, but now you you face it just straight ahead. So talking about it, uh, how do you enjoy this? Uh, because I know there are thousands of, of personal trainers who are not that, I won't say good, but yeah, they are calling themselves personal trainers and they don't know anything, which is, you know, better than me. But uh, how, if you compare volleyball coach with personal trainer, uh, I think, yeah, with volleyball is too much stress. It's, it's really hard to keep people engage and, and yeah it's, it's a difficult job but tell me about personal training how you face it uh, it's different it's different uh, basically is um, the difference when you prepare a, an athlete uh, as you as you mentioned and you were an athlete so it's all it's very precise as is it's all depends on the perform that you're going to do in the field when you're training average population It's just about relations. It's just about relationships and make those people greater in their lives and make their lives greater. And that's basically the point that a lot of trainers are losing. Because uh, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm not answering precisely to your question, but because a lot of trainers think only about bodies and silhouettes and physical changes and they don't get about uh, what they people feel, what they people manage, why, how the people manage the stress What are their daily lives? I'm happy to be a, a personal trainer, if, I, if that's uh, your basic uh, question. Imagine that I'm happy, Juan Carlos, that uh, people call me for, from Luxembourg for a, for a podcast. What, what more can I ask? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy. It's different. And to be honest with you and with all the people are, uh, that is going to listen to this podcast, I'm happier being a personal trainer than I was being a volleyball coach. Tommy, uh, that's why I'm calling you because for me, you are, uh, I've been working with you a long time ago and uh, last season you were my personal trainer. I was learning a lot with you because I did few courses, but working with you gave me so much more that I ever had. So for me, uh, I'm facing, now let's talk about the industry of sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, just uh, it's, it's moving for me it's moving everything is changing uh, before when we saw a personal trainer is the guy who were coming every time to one gym telling you what to do looking huge because this is the, the standard yes. <laughs> imagine it's, it's just looking full of muscles and, and talking yes general things so it has changed nowadays uh, They are fitter, they know more. So for you, is the change going well or still people need to know more about who or which one should be the one that I should work with? Yeah, right. Uh, it's moving well, basically. As you said, personal trainer has become a more professional profession, a more professional Um, life in for all the trainers. I mean, it, the science is there, 
And I see a lot, much more trainers now with science evidence in his pocket. But at the same time, fitness, as you said, is an industry that moves billions every year. And that industry is going to confuse you. In fact, they want you to be confused because that industry is about buying gadgets and doing the, the, the last uh, miraculous routine of workout, etc., etc. So answering you, yes. It's moving well, but I don't, I don't see it's going to be like that always because now in our industry, there's no fences. Everybody, everyone can be a personal trainer. And when I say everyone, I'm not, say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being ironic. Everyone, they don't need anything because it's not regulated, at least in Spain. I don't know how it's in the rest of Europe, but anyone can be. So that means that the door that opens the the, the personal trainer uh, field is closed with a really, really weak key. There's nothing. You don't have nothing to prove to be a coach. Now, to be different, because we have to be different. I mean, personal training is a very, very serious thing, Juan Carlos. Very serious thing. You're coaching a person's life. You're coaching a person's family. You're coaching a person's desire, person's passion, fears. That's what you're coaching. Not only huge biceps and a good quads, and a good uh, booty. And that's the difference. Every coach has their own opinions about that. But I think I think more on the persons right now. And when I say personal trainer, it's because I train individually people very personally. Because when this is very individual, this is my opinion. When you train big groups, I don't see personal training there. I see group trainings monitored there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 definitely. But the point is, Tommy, for me, that... Everything is changing into online because of the crisis. How can you do that? How you can connect with people through internet? Because basically now it's, it's impossible to, to see if he's doing wrong or right. So how do you deal? Because what I know here, for example, in Luxembourg, people are attached to those uh, coaches who are in Germany or, or yeah around here and they post their their YouTube channel and everybody's doing the same but how can I tell them that <laughs> they are not doing right okay you are keeping your yourself in a good shape but somehow all the bodies are not the same so how can we there are two questions first how manage <laughs> to keep the connection? through this pandemic you, you mean with with my clients yeah yeah with your clients because now is it's not the time that people could go to to the normal yes way through and do their stuff so even if they have everything at home how we saw you how we saw the the pt the the, the personal trainers before is okay i have to see him mm. i have to need the coach looking at me uh, yelling at me or, or yeah. doing what the old school did. So yeah. how is changing now? Yeah, you know what I mean? Online training is a, is a huge thing. And it's a, it's a very good thing. And you say, yeah, Tommy, because you have online clients all around Spain and Europe. No, it's not, I believe in online training. But I believe in a really good online training. Let me explain that. I know what you say. I know like some people can think that personal training is a very physical presence. I know the guy there i know to tell me how to do my squats my lunges or my pull-ups i know what you mean but take it this point think about this point we were talking 
before and you said a lot of people call, call themselves personal trainers and they don't know anything. Okay, because this is a, I tell you, it's, it's a field that doesn't require any, any degree almost. It's not regulated. So this is my point. Uh, given the things, I think, I believe a lot of time is much better to train remotely, to train online with a trainer that knows what he's doing perfectly, that even to train physically with a trainer that doesn't know a thing. Did I express correctly? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yes. How I manage. Listen, you've been there. Every Monday, my clients had to check in with me or I check in with them. Uh, how are things going? Blah, 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 whatever. How's the week? This is the program. This is the progressive overload you have to do this week. When I start with a client, I do an assessment online through Skype, through FaceTime, whatever. Why? Because I need to know if he's extensor, if he's a flexor, if he's aligned, if he's hyper, I don't know how to say, hyper uh, laxo, hypermobile, hyper mobile, or, or he needs uh, more stability joints, he needs more mobility joints. So believe me, if you ask me for any of my online clients right now, you tell me the name and I say a list of his, uh, his skills, his uh, bath. Um, things that need improve, the name of his kids, the name of the partner, how uh, the work, everything about them. And when they have a problem doing a, uh, an exercise, they send me a video and I send a video back and it works, it works. Now you tell me, what about someone very specific with a disorder, with a very specific need? So, so maybe online training is not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but it's something that you, you can do because people, Juan Carlos, don't fail in the intensity of training. People fail in the strategy, input the strategy of training. What I'm going to do tomorrow? What am I going to do next week? And that's my big work. Yeah, but the point is, Tommy, sorry, but the point is that now when you are following anyone in internet and every day is posting something new, first, they are posting what they feel is good for them, but not for the all, for everyone. And second, they don't know if the person which is doing that has any uh, sickness, exactly. has any uh, mobility problem. They just post it. And people are used to feel, when they are doing the, their program, feel extremely tired. If yeah. I don't work out and I don't feel oh, sweating and say, yes, today yes. was extremely good. Uh, and this is an old concept. I think when we see, okay, if we talk about uh, CrossFit, for example, yeah, mostly their workouts uh, are for some athletes yep. looking for. But behind that is one strategic as well. So don't go to internet, don't go on YouTube and just click and say, okay, today I'm feeling like legs. I'm going to do my legs workout. Yeah, And then... After that day, they do, okay, I'm going to do another time, Lex, because I didn't feel that much yesterday. So people, they don't know what they're doing. And it's a, it's a fact that coaches have to, to stop it. We have to yeah. make our voice sound much stronger and say, yeah, don't do that because of that, it could happen this and that and that. Yeah, but my friend Juan Carlos, we're talking about different things here. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I was talking about Real online, really trainers. What you're talking is about influencers, and that's a different story. Nice. That's a different nice, story. Nice, nice. Influencers, 
they need to influence or they think they're going to be influencing of people. You don't, I mean, if I, Tommy, as a coach, if I aspire people to train, it's not my, ins, I'm not, if, sorry, if I inspire people, it's not my aspiration. But people that aspire to inspire are dead. It, and that's, those are the influencers. So it, you said it well. People nowadays, coaches tell you what to do to get the body that they get, his body. No, everyone is different. Everyone is different. Genetic response, um, anatomical structure, physiological uh, things, everyone is different. You cannot create a workout for everyone. So, but that's different of online training. That's different of what I do and a, a lot of good online trainers do because you basically are my client. Like if you were here, but you live far away and I'm going to see you every week and I'm going to be in, in contact with you. But that's, you know I, know, I know what you mean. And it's a good point that you, you, you came out with. There's those influencers that make exercise influence on people is it's about emotions Juan Carlos if I see it's, it's like a, a commercial if I see something influencing my emotions and I want to do that and I want to get that no and you know the first thing that I work on with my clients mentally if there's not mm -hmm. a mental change there won't be a physical change so I, I don't believe that's that's part of the internet I don't believe in that what, what, what? <laughs> you know I just I just remember tell me when we start to work together yeah. as a personal training. The first program you send me, I say, okay. Easy, right? <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. Uh, let's adapt to it because it was the, yeah, the, the breaking eyes, you call it. And then the second program I say, okay, this is not going well. I'm gonna finish that in 30 minutes. And then I did it and I was like, okay, so what now? But I didn't call you and I didn't say anything. Let's see the results and then after, Yeah, three months, I say, all right. Yeah. This is something new. And I'm feeling like I'm young again. And I haven't felt like that for a while. I'm talking that I'm 39 years old. <laughs> and to feel good is, is no, it's not the same when you were 20. Eh? Exactly. It's, it's complicated. So for me, I, I had that experience with you, which was uh, at the beginning, not that good, but then it was extremely, extremely good. And I, I have to say that I enjoy the way you did it because I feel somehow we didn't talk every single day, but somehow I feel connected to you. You were there. Exactly. And this, this is good that you came out with this point because I remember when you say it's easy. But the good thing about this is why your perception was there. See, it's about perceptions. Sorry. It's about individual perceptions. I mean, why training has to be difficult, tired, fatigue, sweating buckets, or annihilated? Why training? Who said training is like that? Movies? Commercials? See, you were a, a pro player for a lot of years. And maybe you thought that it has to be harder than that without trying. But you said it. You were 39. So I knew that you were 39. I knew that you were having problems maybe with your knees. I knew you have billions of, of dropping the jumps in your knees. I know all about that. You have to create a program that you can follow. Because you know yeah. what I call that? The, have you heard about the HIITs, the high-intensity interval trainings? No. 
yeah, 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 yeah. And another day is because it's long. I can tell you why I don't believe in that a lot. Because people, I, I call the aspire effect. It's like you have the effect that if you finish a workout like all done, dead, fatigue, boom, you're like, uh, oh my god, the my fat is going away like crazy. And now it's the moment that you think it's that moment you feel like you gave all, but damn, you have to go back to say the, the following day, next day you have to go because consistency is the key, is the key of this game. That's the word, consistency. And you can be doing HIITs every single day, unless you're 20, but I don't train people in their 20s. So it's different, it's different. What's your concept uh, or what's your way of being a personal trainer, for example, there are several coaches that they go more with the high intensity. Uh, there are coaches who who goes more for the strength. Uh, so, what's the the target? Not the target. What's your the point? What you want to achieve with all of them? Basically, I want to create what is I call a the trainable menu for the people. What I mean with that, uh, I try to figure out what. Little details can give them a big jump in quality because that that's that's life and that's even in volleyball was that the coaches that it's not working more and more in volume and volume is hey do this like this it's a little change but it's gonna give you a big jump in quality a high quality step that's what I try to do so when I say trainable menu it means I adapt what those what my clients can do. I don't focus on the on what they can't do. If you have a very very hard uh, time flexing your hips, you're gonna have a very very hard time doing a full squat or doing a standard deadlift. So I adapt their anatomies and their skills and the things that they can't control to exercises. Because Juan Carlos, there's no one exercise that you need to do. No, there's patterns. Patterns, patrones, como decimos en, en Spanish. <laughs> eh, patrones de, of movement, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can, you can get any goal of any client without having to do all the exercises, the famous exercises that we think. We have to adapt train, training to our individuals. So I don't go with high intensity, if that's your question. Sometimes I do finishers when the, the cardio raises a little bit up, but I do with how they move, learning to move correctly. And then of that, give, uh, trying to become way, way stronger than they were. Stronger, that's the, that's the, the word. Tommy, uh, for me, we need, I don't know, I need like two more episodes with you <laughs> to explain a little more because uh, the goal of each episode for me is giving right tools for yeah athletes or general people that they should know more about sports and for for me yeah we we should talk about about these little steps the little details yep. that people will improve they will make a huge step and they will improve because i think yeah what you say the the movies the industry is pushing you to do just one thing which is not the right one so for me yeah i i would like to invite you several times here yep. uh, 
and hopefully you you will have the time because I know you are pretty busy. The last scenes before we finish this episode, could you tell us where can we find you? If he, yeah, I love what you said, and I will I would like to become your your next client. Yeah. Uh, how can I find you? Oh, it's, it's easy. The, the, I have a web page. It's uh, uh, TommyTraining.com. I have my, my Instagram. It's TommyTraining. And basically, people write me there when they, they, when they are potential clients that I need to decide if they can work with me. That's the good part about that. I mean, I really need to, to make a, a team. Otherwise, I don't train with the people because I, I'm going to see it's no consistency or whatever. But yeah, my webpage, my Instagram, uh, Instagram is Tommy Training, and the webpage is TommyTraining.com. Okay, the last two questions yes. before we finish it. Uh, first one, how do I do, or is it possible, to keep myself in shape without any equipment? Because nowadays, for example, in Luxembourg, I see yeah. in, in a few countries also, uh, we are now... Uh, stuck at home we are back in the quarantine and it's, it's hard to to find places to do your workout so if i don't have any seat at home can i still do uh, body weights or, or what can i do for that and and yeah tell me yes. about it and then i'm gonna yeah, do yeah, the yeah. second question yeah basically yes yes you have to be creative but uh yeah you can do a lot of things in in less precise the term be in shape, okay? Because be in shape means a lot of things. But um, given the situations that you mentioned, that you guys are on lockdown, on quarantine, on Luxembourg, am I right? Are you guys uh, locked down, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Given that situation, being in shape is just improve. Improve your fitness, your general fitness without any equipment. Man, totally right, totally doable. But you have to be, you have to do your strategies, like changing tempos. Using pauses, pause, using eccentrics, isometrics, because otherwise you can do 40 push-ups and you're going to get bored. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> if you do one, one and a half rep push-up, you do pyramids, uh, uh, drop sets, a lot of things. What is the main problem with only body weight, with zero equipment? Is pulling exercises. When I do pulling exercises, I need, I need a... a a bar to do some pull-ups or to do some inverted rows, or I need a, an elastic bands to do some rows. And that is the only thing that makes it a little bit more difficult. But definitely, you can be in shape with just body weight. All right. Uh, the last thing, Tommy, is what is your advice for this specific time? Uh, it's not just about keeping your, yourself in, in a good shape. It's also about mentally, because how do we eat now is not the same. How we have no motivation. Yeah, in Spain, you have this fantastic weather. Yeah, exactly. But here, every, every time, yeah, every time is, is raining. And I could see and I could feel many colleagues around, many people, they are affected. They are, they are wishing to have an, like what we call normal life. But there is still some possibilities to do something at home. So what is your advice? Uh, I know what you mean. It's a, it has to be hard there uh, because everybody uh, is clothed at home, right? And uh, my advice is uh, get your energy back. 
I mean, take your iron vitamin. And by iron, I mean, do your workouts every day. Put your alarm clock. Wake up like a normal time in the morning. Don't hesitate. Do your fucking workout. Sorry for the word. And <laughs> just get your energy for the whole day. It's going to be better for you. It's going to be better for your family. It's going to be better for everyone around you, especially in this moment. Uh, one word is energy. I don't care. Some people want to be, how, how I'm going to get my, my arms bigger during this lockdown? How I'm going to do more shape during this lockdown? Whatever. My word for everyone is get your energy back. Take your pill of exercise daily and you're going to see the rest of the day. It's easy in this time, Juan Carlos. It's so easy. I remember when we were locked down for two months. It's so easy to rely on Netflix until late at night and wake up late. A lot of people are working, are online working. But I would say that this is my advice. Put your alarm clock in the morning. Just do your workout. Have a nice breakfast. Love your family and love the life. Great. Fantastic. I love the idea. So everybody, let's do that. Let's try at least for, for yeah, a few weeks and then we will see. Thank you, Tommy, one more time. It's a pleasure. Every time I'm, I'm learning and I'm really uh, enthusiastic, enthusiastic about your, the way you are working and the way you grow. Uh, definitely uh, congratulations for what you have done many years ago as uh, my volleyball coach and then as uh, my personal trainer i you are motivating people around you and yeah i, I wanted to to thank yeah. you and hopefully i will have you one more time here yeah yeah thank you for inviting me you know it's, it's funny it's gonna it's, that would that was a challenge a big challenge and people can imagine two latinos speaking english for the <laughs> for the for the people <laughs> from the luxembourg that's a really challenge a guy from venezuela and a guy from canary islands Thank you very much for inviting me. I would die to be with you again another episode. Thank you, man. Thank you. So we keep in touch. Thank okay, you, guys. Bye.